You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Do you feel unmotivated in your business? And when you do get some motivation, do you find that eh, it doesn't really last very long? If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers have a challenge with mastering motivation and momentum. And why is that? Why do most people find it difficult to get started, much less keep going? Well, it's because they don't have a good system for mastering motivation and momentum. And that's what we're going to talk about today, mastering motivation and momentum. So if you want to learn strategies to kickstart your business and keep it going, then stick around. So why this topic? Why should you learn how to master your motivation and momentum? Because unless you have a process for becoming motivated and keeping that motivation, you'll always stay on a production plateau. In other words, you'll stay on a production trend line and it'll take a lot longer for you to get to the next level. And let me explain what I mean. About a year and a half ago, I started working with a newer advisor. He had been in the business for four years and in the first four years, he was struggling. He was struggling to get to the next level or get past survival, but he was also struggling to stay motivated. Now, this advisor had about 12 million under management. And if you've been in the business for a while, you know that in some firms, they would have let him go. But he contacted me because he had been in a free group coaching session about a year earlier that was about getting through or handling objections. And he learned what to say and how to say it, but he wasn't applying it. So when he got to the point where he could get a coach or he could, quote, afford, unquote, a coach, he contacted me and we began. I taught him what to say, how to say it, and he started prospecting a lot harder than he had before. At any rate, a year went by and he became unstoppable. And the reason he became unstoppable was because success breeds success. I'm sure you've heard that before. And he gathered 13 million in one year. So how did he go from 12 million to 25 million a year later? Well, it was because he was motivated and he was having success. Now, one of the great things about what happened with that advisor was the fact that he actually, it came full circle, he actually started teaching some of the guys in the group coaching program about what he was doing. Now, these were veterans. These veterans had not been gathering assets before putting together a financial plan. He taught them how to do that. And I thought that was pretty impressive because here was a financial advisor that just a year earlier was struggling to stay motivated and to succeed. And here he was now teaching others, actually some people that had been in the business for 30 plus years. So think of your business this way. Your business is kind of like an old-fashioned freight train. Now, picture a Western movie, you know, something from the 50s or 60s or something like that, where there's a train in the station. Now, that train 
takes a long time to get started. And, and as you can see in those Western movies, it almost takes forever for the steam to really get that train to pull out of the station. But once it's up to full steam ahead, there's no stopping it. That's where that advisor was. Now, the only question is, what type of momentum does your business have right now? Are you running full steam ahead or are you stuck in the station? What we're going to learn today are three things in this podcast. First, the problem with procrastination so that you can understand the truth about procrastination and know what it really is. Second, the motivation and momentum assessment so that you can find out where you really are on the motivation scale. And third, the top seven strategies to kickstart your business so that you have a step-by-step process for moving forward. Now, before we jump into the three things that you're going to learn in this podcast, I need to ask you a quick question. What would your business look like and your life look like if you knew how to master your own motivation? Would you apply what you learned? Would you take your business to the next level? Now, if you answered yes to any of those questions, then let's begin. So, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The problem with procrastination is nobody knows the real challenge. Here's what I mean. With so much importance placed on motivation, why is it so difficult for people to get motivated and stay motivated? Well, I had mentioned it's because they don't have a system, but also there's another reason. It's because they don't understand what the real challenge is underneath procrastination. And here's what I mean. You shouldn't view procrastination as a time management challenge, but instead look upon procrastination as an emotional challenge. You see, it's a sign of how you, an advisor or agent, really feels about a task. So think of it this way. Let's say that you've got something that you need to do. First thing that you're going to do is you're going to evaluate it. See, it's your perception of the task that kicks in. Is it pleasurable? If it's pleasurable, you'll accomplish the task. If it's painful, you won't accomplish the task. In fact, you'll probably put it off. And when the pain of not doing the task is stronger than the pain of accomplishing the task, it's what we call procrastination. And then the excuses kick in. The excuses kick in, and there might be a time management issue where you say, well, I was just too busy. The reality was that you felt it was too painful to take action. So the truth is, what procrastination is, it's an unrealistic emotional perception of the task that you need to get done. So, so getting beyond procrastination. How do we do that? Well, don't avoid understanding what procrastination is. If you have a specific task, analyze your perception of the task and understand, or better yet, question the validity of your perception of it being painful. Because if you can question the validity of it being painful and diminish that pain in your mind, you'll take action. So, 
So I said the second thing that we're going to cover today is the motivation and momentum assessment. It's just a 10-question assessment test. So one of the best ways to see how motivated you are is to do this 10-question assessment to identify really where are you in the motivation scale. I'm going to ask you these questions, and each one of these is a closed-ended question, just a yes-no answer. Nobody has to know your answers but you. So let's jump in. Number one, I do not have a fear of success. Instead, I continue with activities regardless of how well my monthly production is. Yes or no? Number two, I have created a game out of my daily activities, and typically I play that game more often than not. Yes or no? Number three, I do not focus on past market returns, and I'm usually not concerned about where the experts say the market's going. Yes or no? Number four, I use time management tools to keep me structured during the day. Yes or no? Number five, I have a reward system for myself if I reach my daily goals. I have a reward system for myself if I reach my daily goals. Yes or no? Number six, I regularly track my progress towards obtaining my goals. I regularly track my progress towards obtaining my goals. Yes or no? Number seven, I have an active pipeline, which I update anytime I find a new prospect or convert someone for the next stage in my pipeline. Yes or no? Number eight, I have tools that I use to manage my interruptions. That's a big one. <laughs> I have tools that I use to manage my interruptions. Yes or no? Number nine, I have an accountability partner that helps me stay on track with my goals. I have an accountability partner that help me, helps me stay on track with my goals. Yes or no? And number 10, I have a way to unclog my pipeline when necessary. I have a way to unclog my pipeline when necessary. Yes or no? So, we've covered 10 questions. And if you were sitting down and writing out yes or no, or you were thinking yes or no in your head, you got to ask yourself, how many times did you say yes versus how many times did you say no? If you had more times where you said yes versus no, then you probably are motivated. If you've had eight out of 10 of these questions that were a yes, you're pretty motivated. Five to seven, you're semi-motivated. And anything less than five, you're probably not motivated at all. So what do we do? Well, we talk about the seven strategies to kickstart your business. The top seven strategies to kickstart your business. So I told you we'd cover three things in this podcast. First, the problem with procrastination, so that you'd understand the truth about procrastination. The procrastination is really not a time management issue, but instead, it's an emotional issue. Check. Second, the motivation and momentum assessment, so that you could find out where you really are in the motivational scale. Check. We did that too. And third, 
the top seven strategies to kickstart your business so that you'd have a step-by-step process for starting and staying motivated. So let's talk about each one of these strategies. Strategy number one, go beyond fear. Let me explain what I mean. Years ago, when I was a brand new rookie, I remember my branch manager pulled me into the office after about year one, and he asked me this question, what motivates you? And I looked at him, and I didn't even have to think about this, and I said, I can't fail. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, failure's not an option. I can't fail. What I wasn't telling him was that I had a fear of failure. Here's what I mean. You see, at the time, and this was way back in the early 90s, I literally would have been out of the business within a month, maybe two at best, if I had two bad months in a row. And here's why. I had no house, so I had no equity in the house. I had no 401k, so I had nowhere to pull money out of if I needed. In fact, I didn't even have a savings account. I was broke. And so what I told him was, I can't fail. In other words, I had a fear of failure. You see, my motivation was survival, and maybe that's yours right now too. But the point is, when you have a fear of failure, like I did, you're running your business on anxiety. You're always concerned that you're going to fail. Now, let's look at the flip side of this. And you've probably gone through this more than once. Here's what I mean. The flip side of failure is success. And you would think success is great. But if you have a fear of success, here's what you've got. You slow down when you start to get success. And I talked about this on a previous podcast where I talked about the production trend line. And if you think of a stock that has a support and a resistance or a floor and a ceiling, the support is what you're going to do in order to make enough to pay the bills. And my making enough to pay the bills was really all that was driving me. It was the fear of failure. Now, the resistance side of that is the fear of success. In other words, when you have a record month, what typically happens the next month? You don't have a great month. And it's probably because you slowed yourself down. So strategy one is about going beyond fear. And when you go beyond fear and you focus on something else besides anxiety and fear, the fear of failure and the fear of success, you're now having a better reason to stay motivated or to get motivated and stay motivated. So strategy one, go beyond fear. Strategy two, work in the present. What's interesting about strategy two is it's, uh, it's actually the aftermath of getting over strategy one, being beyond fear. Here's what I mean. So in strategy two, we work in the present. In other words, you tune out distractions and you're focusing on the present, what you need to get done right now, and you're doing that all day long. Unlike being stuck in the fear of failure and the fear of success, this isn't about anxiety. It's about being focused on the now and taking action. So picture this. Most kids are in the now. Most kids, most children, are in the now when they're playing. 
think of it this way. Think even in your own experience. When you were a child and you were playing, how many times did you realize that, oop, I better go home now. It's getting late. You lost track of time. And why did you lose track of time? Because you were having fun. So how can you incorporate this into your business right now to get in the moment, to work in the moment? Well, how you do that is you focus on the activities that you need to get done. And the way to do that is strategy three. Make your business a game. Strategy three. Make your business a game. So picture this. I'd mentioned working in the present, and getting in the present is really to focus on the moment. And the way we focus on the moment is to play a game. So if you look at your business as a game, and a game that you can create, you would create the rules of the game, right? So if the rules of the game are something that you can focus on and you've compartmentalized and prioritized your activities, in other words, if I want to make sure that I set appointments, I probably have to call people, right? So you'd start calling people, but if you made the rules of the game that I'm going to call from 8 o'clock until 10 o'clock, you've created a rule. Another rule might be, I'm going to dial the phone 100 times between 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. I did that. I did that after 10 years in the business. I created that game again. It was a game of dialing the phone 100 times. But I also changed the rules of the game. I changed the rules of the game to set myself up to win initially. And I said, all right, it's not just 100 dials because I'm not in the business of just dialing the phone but I also want to talk to people. So if I get 10 contacts before 10 o'clock, I won the game. And if I didn't, I lost the game. Or if I did 100 dials, I won the game. And if I didn't, I lost the game, either or. And what that did is it put me into the moment, so I was working in the present, and I was going beyond that fear, that fear of failure and fear of success. The point is, is when you start to do this, what happens is, is that you have fun playing the game. And if you start to raise the bar each week, you'll find that you get even more done than you thought you could before. But in order to do all of this, you have to have the right tools. And that's what we're going to talk about next. Strategy four, get new tools. So it's important for you to have the right tools. And here's what I mean. In my scenario, and what I did is I time-blocked my day. And I've got a tool that I called the bottom line list. I also had to have another tool. And the tool was the time matrix to do. Because as I was prospecting, I was getting interrupted. So that tool is my interruption tool. My point is, is that I had three tools that I was using. Daily scorecard, which was literally how many dials, how many contacts. I was also using the bottom line list so I could structure my day and block out from 8 o'clock until 10 o'clock, I would prospect. And a third tool, the time matrix to do. So when I did get interrupted, I would be able to prioritize my interruptions and get back to prospect. The point is, is that in order to master motivation and momentum, you need the right tools. And then you need to go to the next step tracking your progress. Strategy five, track your progress. So 
most people have heard the saying, what you monitor, you manage. In other words, what you track, you know what the results are, or lack of results. And in my case, I started tracking a few things. I started taking the tools that I had, and I realized I was tracking specific things, such as dials, contacts, appointments set, and eventually it kind of spilled into appointments that I went on to, assets gathered, and new tools were being created because of that. Tools such as the new business strategy list, which I'll talk about in a future podcast, which is really all about a pipeline tool. So I know how many people are at each stage of the pipeline at any given time, and I can understand or I can identify any clogs in my pipeline. So it's important to track what you think is important to you. And in my case, the dials, contacts, appointments set, appointments on, and also who I was putting in the pipeline and moving through the pipeline all became a part of my process. And that created motivation and momentum. Strategy six, unclog your pipeline. So this is an important strategy to stay motivated. And here's why. I mentioned the tool, the new business strategy list, and how I could identify how many people were in each stage of the pipeline. And for me, I've got four stages. Stage one, the initial contact. Stage two, the first appointment. Stage three, closing appointment or the second appointment. And stage four, referrals. Or if I didn't close, I'd try to get back in front of them again. What I was doing right there was tracking who is at each stage of the pipeline. And I still do this today, to be honest with you. My point of it is, is that when you track where everybody is in the pipeline, you, want, you can unclog your pipeline because you'll start to find clogs in your pipeline and realize, I need to do something different. Otherwise, I'm going to get a lot of people to a certain stage and they get stuck. Let me tell you a quick story about unclogging the pipeline. Years ago, I was working with a financial advisor and what I realized was, he had been in the business for 25 years, and he had a clog in his pipeline. So I mentioned four stages to the pipeline. In his case, I asked him the simple question, where do you think your clog is? And he said to me, I think my biggest clog is stage three, closing prospects and clients for additional assets and additional products. And so we worked on stage three, and we worked on a process that I'll explain in a future podcast called the psychology of closing the second appointment. The point is, is that he learned that process and, get this, he closed 20 out of 21 prospects and clients in a row after that. So we unclogged his pipeline, or we unclogged that stage of the pipeline. And then I asked him, where, where do you think the next clog is? So he said, I think it's at the very beginning, putting more people into the pipeline. So we focused on that as well. And he used the process of knowing what to say, how to say it, how to handle the objections, how to set the appointments, and so on. And he mastered it, and he unclogged that stage of the pipeline. Then I asked him, where's the next clog? And he said, stage two, the first appointment. I can set appointments, but when I have the first appointment, they seem to get stuck and they don't go to the second appointment. But when they do go to the second appointment, I usually close. In fact, I've got a 90 plus percent close ratio. He had closed 20 out of 21 people. 
So we worked on the first appointment, and he was missing key things right there, and we worked on unclogging that, and as a result, he unclogged that pipeline. So now he had a nice flow through the pipeline, and what we realized was he wasn't getting any referrals. So we worked on stage four, and he started getting referrals and adding people back to the front of the pipeline. The point of this is, is that if you start to unclog your pipeline, you're going to find pretty quickly that you mastered motivation and momentum. Strategy seven, get business leverage. So what I mean by business leverage is a couple of things. One, having a reward and punishment system for the activities that you're doing. And in my case, and I still do this to this day, that if I hit my goals, I put a dollar into what I call the accountability jar. Now, if I don't hit my goals, I can't necessarily reward myself with a dollar. So what I do is I rip a dollar up. I know it's, it sounds painful, and it was probably painful for you to hear that, but if you've ever ripped up money, you realize how motivated you'll be the next day not to do it again. My point of it is, is that if you've got a reward and punishment system and you tell others about your reward and punishment system, you've got an accountability partner, you start to get very motivated to accomplish your goals. And all of these strategies, these top seven strategies to kickstart your business will work for you if you apply them. And when you do, you will master motivation and momentum. Now, before we go, I'd like to tell you a quick story about a financial advisor that learned how to master motivation and momentum. This advisor has been with me for years. And years ago, I taught him how to handle objections, what to say, how to say it when to say it, and how to fill up the pipeline. The only problem was he wasn't doing it enough. And so when we'd have success, he would get very excited and he'd be motivated, but it was short-lived and he'd slow down. What was happening was, is that he was focusing in on the wrong thing, the fear that he would get when he got rejected. I talked about this on a previous podcast. My point is we needed to change his focus. One of the things that held him back was making the dials. So when he informed me that what he was going to do was get an auto dialer, get this, an auto dialer, that all he had to do was click a button and it would automatically dial his phone. I thought it was a great idea. And that's what he started to do. And so what I suggested is that we change the rules of the game. In other words, we change the rules so that it's not so much how many contacts he gets, but how many times he clicked that button and dialed the phone and got a chance to talk to anyone, but even if he didn't, it still went towards him winning the game. What's interesting about this is, is that it got him very motivated. When he got that automatic dialer, he would dial that phone 500 times in a day. 500 times in a day. That's unheard of. And the reason that he was able to do that is because he, what he was doing was he was eliminating the time waster of literally dialing the phone. So what he also realized was that he was calling more people and he was able to win the game more often. He was able to reward himself more often. And as a result, he got motivated. 
he filled up the pipeline, and he added more people to it, and he got better results. In other words, he mastered motivation and momentum. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. Thank you.